You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadulu. It is March 14th, 2022, and the Tampering for free agency has begun, and the Bengals set the all-time record for the world's fastest contract put together in about five seconds. Yes, it was announced literally as that 12 p.m. mark hit Eastern time, but it is underway. There have been a lot of big deals agreed to in principle. Uh, As a reminder, none of this is official yet. It can't be official until Wednesday, but a lot of these agreements are all expected to follow through, barring any wild, unforeseen circumstances. There's been a lot of money thrown around, some really high caliber players getting paid some big time money, and we're going to talk it all. I'm going to go over some of my favorite signings and I might go over a couple that I'm not too high on just to kind of point out and 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 that I have questions about for as to why it may have happened or maybe teams that have not yet to spend anything with all the money that they have will talk. So, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, but most importantly, comment down below. Are you excited about people that your team has gone after? Or maybe are you a little upset and pissed off that your team has not gone after anyone? I am kind of sitting in that boat right now. But let me know, do you like some signings? Do you dislike some signings? Are you happy about what your team's doing? Are you not happy? Let me know. And who do you want to see your team go after if they have not gone after anyone yet? Or who do you want to see them add on to if you're a fan of a team like the Jaguars that is just hauling in players as we speak? So we'll start with the free agent signings, and then I'll talk some re-signings as well. But the big free agent signings, the players moving to new teams, what everyone wants to always hear about first the biggest deal so far today, a massive five-year, $82.5 million contract has been awarded to cornerback and much deservedly so, J.C. Jackson. The guy has 17 interceptions over, I believe, the last couple of seasons. And I mean, you want to talk about a ball hawking type of corner. Some people think that it's because of the scheme that he was in with Bill Belichick. Some people think it's the talent that he actually brings to the table. And it seems like the Jaguars are in the latter of those two groups there. I, for one, am a big fan of J.C. Jackson and his play style. He is an excellent corner. Has he had a bad game or two here or there? Yes, but not everyone is going to be perfect week in and week out. Even Darrell Revis got burned in a few games at certain points in his career. J.C. Jackson, though, was the best corner going into this draft and was a heavy need for the Chargers, and hats off to them for signing off on that one. Excellent deal. My favorite probably signing of the draft, or maybe second favorite. I have one that I like a little bit more, and it's actually going to be the one I'm going to mention here next, and it's going to be the Eagles signing edge rusher Hassan Reddick to a three-year, $45 million deal. I talked about their pass rush going through their free agency preview video and how they really needed to address it because they literally were, I believe, the second worst team in the league in sacks for this past season, and I felt like they needed to do something, go after a guy, whoever it may have been. I didn't realize that Hassan Reddick was going to be an available player or just a guy that would really be someone that the Eagles were looking at because I just wasn't sure the Eagles had that type of money. To, but, you know, at this point, I'm, it's it's very obvious that the salary cap is almost like an invisible, uh, like 
not real type of number. It, teams will spend money and they'll figure it out down the road. But this is an incredible signing. Talk about a much needed one addressing a position of need and addressing a deficiency in your defense. I like the Se- uh, not the Seahawks, excuse me, the Eagles offense, and I think that they're a couple of pieces away from being a really formidable group, but the defense really needed the most work. We saw how they struggled against the Buccaneers in that playoff game, and this signing right here, Hassan Reddick, big-time signing, big-time addition to the team, and addressing a position of need, in my opinion. And if the J.C. Jackson one's not my favorite signing, this one right here is. So shout-out to you, Eagles fans. This is a good one. Another guy that I have listed here, for the Jaguars, hats off to you guys because you got a really good one in my opinion. Foyasade Olawoken, three-year deal, $45 million, and honestly a bargain for the NFL's leading tackler. I, I mean, the dude has a nose for the football and sniffing it out and making a big stop when it's necessary. He has been coming on strong in Atlanta's defense for the last few years now, and he really had his breakout moment this past season. And the money speaks for itself. Well-deserved. I'm super impressed with what he did this past season. And I really hope that he becomes a stalwart and huge addition for this Jaguars defense because they're spending a lot of money right now in a lot of places. Linebacker was a spot that they did need to address. And I did mention that in their draft preview, or not their draft preview, excuse me, their free agency preview video that I did on them as well. And I'm happy to see that they went after him. I actually think I might have picked Foyasade for them. I have to go back and look, to be honest with you. I've done so many of those that I can't even remember who I did for everyone, but I almost feel like he was probably who I picked for them to go after because I felt like I talked about linebacker, but maybe it wasn't. I feel like I'm making that up. I definitely talked about him in someone's video, but maybe it wasn't the Jaguars, but position of need. They got it locked in. I like it. Excellent signing. Next one that I have here to mention, it's going to be two for the same team. The Bengals. They did exactly what they needed to do and what I feel I feel like everyone was hoping they would do in this free agency, and it was address the offensive line. They went and got guard Alex Kappa, who they kind of stole from the Buccaneers, because from what it sounds like, the Bucs tried really hard to bring him back. They already had lost Ali Marpet, and they couldn't afford to lose another guard, but ultimately they did to the Bengals, who had all kinds of money to spend, who still have not even released Trey Waynes, even though I've been hearing Bengals fans talk about that for weeks now, and were yelling at me about not including his money in the cap number when I was doing their preview. He's still on the team. But all I'm saying is they did an excellent job signing here. Four-year, $35 million deal. You are shoring up the interior of that offensive line for Joe Burrow and hopefully can avoid the 70 sacks that he was put through this past season. Excellent signing paired up with Ted Karras, who has been an excellent center for the New England Patriots, and I can't believe they actually let him walk. I don't know how that happened, but three years, $18 million, that is a steal. A guy who can play center effectively, and he comes from a very good system in New England. He's very coachable and coached very well by Bill Belichick and the group over there. So, I mean, you want to talk about excellent signings there. Those are two really good offensive linemen to help shore up two positions of need on an O-line that really struggled this past year and things are looking up in Cincinnati. The final one that I have for free agent signings, and this one is less one that I like, but more of a 
intriguing type of signing and one that I didn't really expect, but also makes sense when I look at it now in hindsight. And it's going to be the Steelers taking quarterback Mitchell Trubisky on a two-year deal. The details for the numbers and whatnot have not come out yet, but it is a two-year deal in Pittsburgh. And honestly, I think I like this one. I did not see this coming. I know it was talked about that they may have been a team interested in him, and I did not really expect it to happen because I figured they were all in on the Watson sweepstakes or maybe trying to get someone like Russell Wilson or Rodgers had he been available I really thought that if it wasn't going to be one of those guys, they were probably going to draft somebody this year and try to develop them. I trust in Mike Tomlin's system. There's a reason he's never had a losing season. And the Mitch Trubisky signing, very intriguing because Right now, Mitchell Trubisky is the best QB on that roster, in my opinion. I think he is far better than Mason Rudolph from the tape that we have based off the two of those guys. I would take Mitchell Trubisky 10 times out of 10 over Rudolph. I like the signing there. Good signing to bring in a vet into the quarterback position who steps into a wide open hole since Ben Roethlisberger has left the team. So we'll have to see what shakes out there with Mitchell Trubisky, but very interesting signing, very interesting signing in my opinion. As for the re-signings here, uh, I don't know what the hell happened. So I have I have literally like every signing set up in my uh, script right now. Not script, but it's just like notes of everyone on there. And I highlighted the guys I wanted to talk about. And I'm looking over here and somehow every single re-signing got highlighted. So I'm just going to pick out the guys because I think I remember them all that I had listed initially. First one for re-signings here, wide receiver Michael Gallup from the Cowboys. This is a fun one. He can't. He's coming off an injury, but I really liked Gallup in Dallas. He is the main reason why they were okay with letting Amari Cooper walk. Little bit risky letting it go this late into getting him re-signed, but they did get it done. I know that there was probably a team or two that called to inquire about it, but I feel like the Cowboys maybe slightly overpaid for this one here, but if Michael Gallup can come back and be healthy, him and CeeDee Lamb paired with Dalton Schultz, uh, Schultz, excuse me, being the tight end for the team. And then, of course, you have the, the Ezekiel Elliott Potter, Pollard backfield and then the offensive line that they have there, while not as great as it was a few years ago, is still a really formidable group. I like what the Cowboys have brewing there on offense. I think it'll work going into next season. Maybe they take a slight step back, but if Gallup can get back and be healthy and play to the level that I think he can play at, ultimately, excellent signing, great value considering what some of these wide receivers are about to go for, considering what Christian Kirk went for this year, probably one of my lesser favorite signings, but I like the Gallup one. For the Packers, linebacker Devondre Campbell, this one is huge. I don't know where the hell they're getting all the money because they re-signed Preston Smith and Campbell and both deals total like $102 million altogether over the duration of the nine years combined for those two contracts. But I will say the Devondre Campbell signing was a big one. He stepped into that Packers defense last year and became an instant difference maker for them. And I was really going to be confused if they somehow let him walk. It's clear that whatever deal they're going to have in place with Aaron Rodgers is going to open up a ton of cap space. And it's interesting to me that we really haven't got any of the details for his contract because it almost feels like maybe Rodgers is letting them go after and sign people and then he will restructure his deal according to them being able to bring back these key players like Devondre Campbell, like Preston Smith, like Devontae Adams, which there's obviously the conversation that he's, you know, he's not willing to play on the franchise tag. I totally respect it considering, you know, 
any given play, you can go down with an injury that completely alters the direction of your career. And he wants to get paid. He wants that big money deal. Totally respect it. Totally understand it. But I like the Devondre Campbell one. Keeps that defense locked and loaded. Again, Preston Smith also being brought back as well. A nice little addition to that. But Devondre Campbell, a leader on that defense and an instant impact guy when they brought him in. And he's going to continue to do so for at least the next handful of years. Next signing that I have on here is safety Quandre Diggs from the Seahawks. This one's a more feel good than anything else, but also Quandre Diggs was really coming on the last couple of years as one of the best safeties in the league. And I saw somebody mark him as an overrated safety. No shot. No shot is all I've got to say about that. I like Quandre Diggs. I like what he's about. I like his game. The fact that the Seahawks are willing to take the leap of faith on him. Three years, $40 million, re-sign, and he's there as a Seattle Seahawk. You could tell how much that roster loved him. There were players going to see him in the hospital literally that night after he got hurt. There were players on the field crying for him because they knew he was going to get paid this offseason. And the Seahawks did him right and showed that they love their players despite what we heard from Bobby Wagner just the other day, but they did show that they love Quandre in giving him a big money deal. Again, three years, $40 million. You lock up a piece in the secondary. You don't have to worry about going into the remainder of free agency and into this year's draft going forward. Next guy that I have listed here, this one for the Bengals, BJ Hill, their D tackle re-signed him Three years, $30 million. This is a good one. They let Larry Ogunjobi walk, and then they decided to bring back BJ Hill. And quite honestly, letting Larry Ogunjobi walk makes a lot of sense because when they brought in, or not brought in, but when BJ Hill got his shot to start and lead inside the, you know, inside the defensive line for the Bengals during this playoff run, he was an impact guy. Limited snaps. He was able to get, I believe, five or six sacks this year. And then during the playoffs, he was a formidable guy stuffing the run. The Bengals went up against some really good running teams in like the Titans. And while the Rams weren't a running team all year, their running game really started to come on strong late in the year. He was a difference maker up in the middle there during that Super Bowl, albeit they didn't win. But he was still a difference maker in slowing down that run game that the Rams were slowly starting to build through the stretch run of the playoffs there. I like the BJ Hill signing. This is one of the more lower, low key ones that like you would really appreciate this if you're a Bengals fan. I think this is an excellent re-signing on their part and a guy that they could not get let get away, especially considering Ogan Joby got to walk. Next one that I have listed, and I got two left here. We got running back James Conner for the Cardinals. 19 touchdowns last year. 19. I mean, that speaks for itself. James Conner was a force. It makes sense why they let Edmonds walk. And to be quite honest with you, I kind of saw that one coming. I feel like you can't just disregard what James Conner did this past season and how great he was in that offense led by Cliff Kingsbury. So, I mean, unfortunately, despite how good Chase Edmonds was prior to his injury, the production Conner had was better than anything Edmonds has given them so far. Run with the hot hand. Run with the guy who fit your system really well. He can catch out of the backfield. He's a solid runner as well, as long as you can build out that O-line and open up those running lanes for him. James Conner being re-signed in in, uh, Arizona, I think is an excellent decision there by the Cardinals. 
And then my last one, and this one's another low-key one, but I know that you Jets fans are excited for this one here. Wide receiver Braxton Berrios coming back on a two-year, $12 million deal. He was really coming on as an excellent slot guy this past season, really stepped up, and there was a stretch where he was looking really, really good. I think that this adds stability to what the Jets have over there in their receiving corps. It brings back a guy that Zach Wilson can trust and sure hands to throw the football to. I'm a really big fan of this uh, excuse me, a free agent signing. No, re-signing rather. I like what he can do for the team. And I've actually liked Braxton Berrios for a while. I followed him since he was in New England. And if you don't know me, I have been in, I live in New England. So I get to see what's going on with the Patriots a little bit more than I do everyone else. But Braxton Berrios, impressive guy, had a pretty solid year this past year. Jets award him with a nice little contract there for the next couple of years. And he's young, a piece that, you know, if he really steps up this next season and has an even bigger year, he'll be in line for a really solid extension and some serious money. But a low-key signing, one that makes sense and works with the system. I like what New York did there. But that is my quick little recap for today's day one of tampering. Of course, we have more going on tomorrow, and there's stuff I'm sure happening as I'm recording this that, you know, this video will probably be outdated in the next hour when you guys see it. But this is what I think of everything so far. I will keep track of everything as it goes through the rest of the evening and into tomorrow. If there's any massive deal that breaks out, I will be sure to talk about it with you guys on here. But again, comment down below. Are you excited about signings your team's made? Are you disappointed in what your teams have done so far? I am a Colts fan and we have $70 million in cap space and we've been rejected from the Texans, not surprisingly, to be able to speak with Deshaun Watson. I don't really know what's going on right now with Indy, but as a Colts fan, spend some goddamn money. Please bring somebody in. Do not walk away from this free agency with more than $50 million in cap space because what are we doing with all that money just sitting there? Absolutely nothing. Do something with it, Colts. But that's it for me. I appreciate you guys for watching. Catch you guys next time.